do you feel some type of way about all these reboots and remakes of your favorite childhood properties that are being constantly announced? Do you want to be kept up to date with all of the best pop culture news about nostalgia from the 80s, 90s, and beyond? This is NostalgiaCast, your weekly roundup of the best and most up-to-date nostalgia news where we discuss the stories and give your thoughts. I'm your host, who ain't afraid of no ghosts, Andrew Price. With me is the kind-hearted boy who loves his family, Tyler Palo, the loose cannon cop with nothing to lose, Kelby Joseph, an elegant weapon for a more civilized age, Louis Elvius, and Dad Beats, a.k.a. Kirk Pinchon. <laughs> yeah. All right, guys. We're, we're just going to be talking about basically this last week's news cycle of nostalgic stuff. And the, the inspiration for this was I'm in these... Facebook groups, these nostalgic Facebook groups, and, and, and every day I see people talking about these stories. And I realized there is a cottage industry of just people hate talking about nostalgic news. They hate so, it? Yeah, yeah, like by and large, people hate these things. So, <laughs> why, why? So let's talk about why it. Not, <laughs> why not? And these things are being talked about across all these different platforms, all these different groups and everything like that. So let's bring all of it together and let's talk about everything that you need to know about nostalgic things happening in the world right now. In one podcast, this is all you have to listen to. You can unsubscribe from these groups. Fuck it. <laughs> so let's talk about the first thing. All right. Okay. Let's do it. First story. They're rebooting Saved by the Bell. Yes. Now, I'm going to come out of the gate. Episode one, first story and be controversial. Saved by the Bell, the original show, is not good. Oh, I thought, I thought you were I talking mean, about the first episode of the new Saved by the Bell no, was going to be super the controversial. the original show. The original show. Well, yeah, I technically mean, not the original yeah, show, because that's... Saved by the Bell was like a spinoff of a show called Good Morning, Miss Bliss. Right, only got like two episodes or something. But Saved by the Bell was never a good show. Trash. Well, why do you think that? It was just... It was, it was in... <laughs> Once again, I'm I'm getting I'm gonna get canceled right away. Yeah. Please, because Please. I'm leading the charge. Yeah, Saved by the Bell, Full House. These are not good shows. They were never good. They were they were good to a kid, and there are definitely other shows from the '90s. You know, I'm I'm 31 years old. When I grew up, TGIF. It was the decade of the sitcom. I loved these shows. Some of them hold up way better than others, and. Full House and Saved by the Bell are not good. They were they were just like milk toast generic sitcoms. They weren't funny. The acting wasn't good. They were just and so the idea of rebooting the show is just like purely cap like more than anything else purely capitalizing off nostalgia because it's just only nostalgia. There's nothing deeper than the nostalgia of like, I remember that show from when I was a kid because these were not compelling shows. I'm going to have to disagree. On the Full House one, that's it. I agree yeah. with Saved by the Bell. Trash. But Full House was fantastic. Full House was, Full House was amazing. Well, Fuller House. Trash. <laughs> Absolute good. trash. I love the distinction of Fuller House is better than Saved no, by no. the Bell. Fuller House is trash. Full House, fantastic. Full House, the original, fantastic. Explain to it. me why that was The good. dynamic of, of three men living in a house together was... was and they didn't even make it seem like it was weird or anything. Raising these kids was amazing. I loved watching that. And it was hilarious to have them like... I loved watching it too. I teach watch it again now. I would never ruin my childhood like that. That's why I don't like... I'm, ag I'm agreeing with you with the, with the reboots. Don't ruin my childhood. But Full House was fantastic. I, and it, it served its purpose. It taught me a lot of things. Okay. I'm still waiting on why 
Like you're saying they're not good. I, I think understand. They and, were just. Uh, I said. I explained. I, they, they were. They were just these really generic sitcoms. The jokes weren't funny. They were just designed to like sitcoms at their core are designed to just make you feel safe and comfortable. Like they're not designed to entertain you. They're designed to just be a thing that can distract you for a couple hours from like life. At their best, they are designed to be a comfort to you. All of them? That is the resting format of a, of a sitcom. Tons of sitcoms rise above that and they do really cool, interesting things or they're genuinely funny mm. or they tackle important, controversial topics that usually you would stay away from in such a lowest common denominator format. But Saved by the Bell and Full House never did that. And Saved by the Bell tried to do that in the worst way imaginable. Like, obviously, the, the most famous thing, the the Jesse Spano speed thing. Like, yeah. But it was executed. Caffeine pills. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're, you're right, you're right, you're right. See, and they didn't even, yeah. they didn't even go for the... They, 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 they weren't allowed. Like, milk toast version of a drug so, like, problem. we can't yeah. ever do speed. It'll be caffeine Not to anybody who's... They pulled the punch on it. Yeah. They couldn't, even, the they, they couldn't even go that far. Yeah. Agree to disagree. I realize I'm in the, I'm in the minority on that. But I did want to talk about this. So, you know, just a little bit of background. Um, the show is being rebooted. It's coming to uh, NBC's new streaming service, Peacock, which is, the name of, <laughs> which is the name of the streaming service. Yeah. I like um, it. The only confirmed returning actors for this show are Mario Lopez, who was A.C. Slater, and Elizabeth Berkley, who was Jesse Spano and went on to be in Showgirls. The show is being helmed by Tracy Wigfield, and she was like a writer on 30 Rock, and then she created some sitcom called Great News or whatever. But I wanted to read the premise, okay. because this is the premise for the reboot Say by the Bell show, mm-hmm. coming to Peacock. The new straight-to-series comedy explores what happens when California Governor Zach Morris <laughs> gets into hot water for closing too many low-income high schools and proposes the affected students be sent to the highest performing schools in the state, including Bayside High. The influx of new students gives the overprivileged Bay High kids a much-needed and hilarious dose of reality. Lopez and Berkeley will return to play their respective characters, A.C. Slater and Jesse Spano, in what sources say are new roles as parents. In contrast to what I just said, that is like overly political yeah. for a saved by the <laughs> bell reboot like i was i was i was blown for a loop at how like political that premise was yeah fuller house is just like we're just adults now exactly. and, and like this is like tackling like income inequality and like the class system um, then maybe this is the Saved by the Bell you want it to be. Maybe it is. Maybe it just it doesn't sound like it's gonna, it doesn't sound like it's gonna work because I mean, that's pretty good. To me, that that sounds terrible. Why is Lark Voorhees that? In this? Lark Voorhees is not on this planet anymore. <laughs> she actually came back as Little Wayne. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, can, I have to give a, a personal Mario Lopez story. Extra came to my daughter's elementary school years ago and did like a thing about boys and girls club and stuff and. You say uh, he extra came? Is he, no, he for extra. Like he came dressed in like a, a, well, like a sequined gown? Not exactly, <laughs> but for when extra came to do the uh, shoot, like she's in, the, uh, uh, she's in the camera with him and stuff. And I was like, how was he? And she goes, he was really nice, but he was really worried about his hair. Oh, <laughs> absolutely. And I was like, absolutely. That makes a lot of sense. Be worried. That's yeah, that makes so much sense. I'm worried about my hair right now. We're doing yeah. a fucking podcast. <laughs> We're doing a podcast. Yeah, you wouldn't, you, you wouldn't even write a... A, a lime scooter. Yeah, because it messes up my hair. <laughs> that is absurd. 
Well, you'd rather allow our planet to just descend into global warming and just all of us to be cooked yes. off the surface. So than I ride a scooter. So I can remain pretty. To it, like we watch them go through their entire series, and they they're just not capable of handling that kind of stress with their kids. Like they're not gonna know. It's like their kids are gonna go come home. And it's like. Well, I met my friend Jimmy, and he doesn't have a house anymore. They're living on the streets. I don't know what to do. And Jesse's going to be like, let me tell you about when Screech was acting cool so he could get a girlfriend. That'll help you out. Like, they just don't have it yeah, in Yeah, they have no point of reference. They can't talk about yeah, Screech. Yeah. They, they just, like, they don't. They have no point of reference for it. <laughs> Screech is looking crazy right here. <laughs> talk about homeless. Right, yeah. So, no, wait, so nobody's watching this Say Bye to Bye reboot? Oh, I'm going to watch it. Obviously, I'm going to watch it. I'm not going to watch it because it's on this streaming service. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, yeah. And this is, yeah, yeah. So there's that. two more stories that, I, that, that there's not much information about them, but I wanted to quickly tag them on because they're sort of part of the Saved by the Bell story. So they're also rebooting Battlestar Galactica and Punky Brewster. There's really no information about either of these things other than they're just happening. But the reason why I brought them up is because they're also both being rebooted specifically to go on to Peacock. <laughs> are they just like imagining that like four-year-olds are going to get on to like You're the streaming? Five TV years and old. They're going to get cut all That's their cords eventually and just get on to Peacock? Well, here's the thing. Here's the thing. And this is, this is, this is actually relevant. And it's a bigger idea that actually makes a Saved by the Bell story important. Basically, what's happening is all these companies are starting to be like, why would we just license out our shows to Netflix and Hulu when we could have our own streaming service and use all of our IP and make all that money off of our content instead of the licensing deals that we that we work out? Or in Disney's case, just buying Hulu and then also having Disney+. Plus. There's all these streaming services coming out right now and the market is getting like mega segmented. And it's basically like, it used to be like, oh, like, you have Netflix and you have Hulu maybe, and then you have Amazon Prime, and you can watch everything on these three things. Mm-hmm. And now it's like, it's going back to, it's just gonna become like cable TV basically, where you have to have like this package where mm. you're like, I need Disney Plus, yeah. I need Peacock, mm-hmm. I need HBO Max, I need maybe Netflix, I need Hulu, I, you know, I need, I, you have to have this package. Mm-hmm. And the thing that they're doing is they don't have enough catalog to actually launch their own streaming service. Like Netflix, for better or worse, or to their credit, they have a ton of licenses constantly you know, circulating out of their service, and they have a bunch of original content now. They've been doing it for years. Mm-hmm. So they have, people talk about how there's nothing on Netflix or whatever, but they have a ton of content. Disney, even Disney, even what it is, and I'll talk a little bit later about like some of the stuff that's gonna be on Disney Plus, but even Disney does not have enough content to support a streaming service that costs $10 a month. They don't have enough content to justify that, which is why they're starting out at like six bucks because they're just, they're acknowledging, they're like, there's not going to be a whole lot on this compared to Netflix or Hulu or whatever. So what they're doing is they're looking back through their catalog and being like, what IP do we have? How can we as quickly as possible start creating content to fill up our catalog for our streaming service so that we can change it from $6 a month to $12 a month? Like it's the race to profiting off of their streaming service. And so they're just going to spin up a bunch of IP. And it reminds me a lot of cable TV in the early 90s. Like basically what happened in the early 90s was 
cable TV came into existence and all of these cable channels sprung up. It's like, oh, uh, here's a channel for all cartoons, Cartoon Network. Here's a channel for all kids programming, Nickelodeon. Here's a channel for all comedy, all stand-up and sketch comedy, Comedy Central. 24 hours. It was like, here's a channel of only this for 24 hours. But they didn't have it. They had no original programming. So all they could do was they just went back and they licensed out these catalogs of old content, which is why like in the early days in the 90s, Cartoon Network was like, it was just reruns of Hanna-Barbera cartoons and Looney Tunes and Comedy Central was just reruns of old SNL and Kids in the Hall. It's because they just needed content to fill up 24 hours of programming. They put the cart before the horse, so to speak, not necessarily in a bad way because obviously they built these empires off of it, but they put the cart before the horse. They were like, here's a channel, 24 hours of comedy, but we don't have that. So here's a bunch of old stuff. And this is happening again with these streaming services, except for instead of just licensing out old libraries of content, which they're also doing, instead they're being like, what are, what are all of the IP that we own? Start making new reboots, reboots, yeah. reboots. So if you're, if you're sitting at home and you're like, why do they keep rebooting all this stuff? I don't want them to reboot this. I like the old thing. They're quote unquote ruining my childhood or whatever. This is why they're doing it. They just, they desperately need content so that they can have a streaming service and be, and, and eat Netflix's lunch basically. Yeah. Cause I mean, at the end of the day, they already know that you're interested in that. Imagine them trying to come up with something brand spanking new and you're like, yeah, I don't really like this so much. And now they've wasted all this money, but you like Zach Morris. Here he is as a governor. It, which apparently <laughs> is what we want. But we want, it's, I, I, we want I mean, Zach Morris is like a... <laughs> Racist governor. Is he gonna I don't like, know if he's that? <laughs> is he gonna still like stop time, or is that even gonna be a, a thing anymore? Wait, what? Because the Zach Morris timeout. He time, oh, yeah, the time yeah. stop thing. Like right, that was you. breaking the fourth wall. Yeah. Um, Does anybody really like Zach Morris? I don't think he's signed the whole on still. Show like yet. Is not good. That's my yeah. whole point. <laughs> Keep pushing it. Those um, characters aren't likable. But with the with the streaming services and everybody creating their own content, do you think it's really good for people who have ideas that they want to pitch to these people? Because now they're going to have more ways to get their idea onto a streaming service, or do you think it's just going to be more recycling right of all now, the shitty no. content? Netflix is in a place where they're doing a lot of original <clears throat> IP because they 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 you know they're they're. They've been doing this for several years, so now it's like, hey, you know, you have a cool idea for this this dramedy about a female wrestling team. Like, let's right. let's let's take a chance on that really crazy idea, and it's great or whatever. But these other streaming services starting out, like, no, these are not going to be spaces for original IP for years. Okay. Like, it's going to be all a hundred percent them capitalizing off of existing IP. So, do you think that it's event uh, like it will eventually get there? Or do you think just the pirating? issue is going to take over before we get to streaming services that cost two dollars because they understand that people are going to pay ten dollars for every single streaming service that's really interesting actually i never thought about that pirating in the age of streaming because like so i much mean easier. i don't condone it but it's it's more it's it's just if you're not if you're not sharing accounts which they're like starting to get rid of anyway you're you're, you're going to pirate it because you just you don't want to miss your show but you're not going to pay ten dollars a month to watch one show on a streaming service i think I mean, pirating has more or less been dead for a while. It still exists, but like, it would be so much easier to just get somebody's Disney Plus password right. than it would be to download a torrent of a show. The A to B is so much easier to just ask your friend, like, can I have your password? 
as opposed to trying to download stuff. Like it's just yeah. like, the, like the ease of it. You definitely have two factions there. Yeah. I'm not going to implicate myself right. or anybody else. But. <laughs> no, no, no. Don't. But. But, but. Like. It's easier. But, but now you don't have to download torrents. Yeah, you, like, you now really don't. There's apps to centralize everything. So, for example, like. Like a jailbroken fire stick or something like that. But I mean, it's less yeah. than that now. Like it's less you than could, that now. You download an app onto your phone, and I don't want to give it names, but yeah, and everything's there's there. one that just, yeah, it's like. But that is easier than just saying, like, hey, you have Disney Plus. Can I have your password? I think it's way easier. My phone connects to my TV, and, like, if I would have that, I would just put it on there and then put it onto the TV immediately and instead can of going, can I get your password? And then. If they if they're like nice people, they they've given it out to multiple people, and you have a signing in, signing out thing yeah, going on. That's, that's just annoying. I'd rather just yeah do the other thing. I mean, I you I use the account. I use an HBO Go account that is belongs to a friend that I'm not even friends with anymore's <laughs> ex girlfriend <laughs> that he dated in college. I mean, it's a ve- that's a very popular situation. Yeah, but at the end of the day, I've never asked for anybody's. Any streaming platform password, because I know if I had it, I wouldn't give it out. But X Y Z Torrent, and it takes that person to just change that password when they feel you're like simultaneously it. building a capitalist infrastructure and then tearing it down from within. Because yeah. you're like, I'm not fuck socialism. I'm not giving out my password, but I will steal this. Exactly. Content. I, I only wouldn't. Gi- I only wouldn't give out my password because I have one password for everything. That's why. I'm not giving mine because I don't like you. That's fine. <laughs> I don't need your password. Oh, you need my password. I have I have my no, friend's ex-girlfriend's passwords. My friend's ex-girlfriend. For now. Yeah. Hey, can I make one point real quick? Yes. The Proud Family is coming back. It I'm is? I'm very Proud happy about that. I didn't that. see that. I mean, I, I hope they don't do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How they've been like, how they make every character just like a round face with two eyes and a, like a bulgy nose. Yeah. Like they're going to, they oh, did that with every cartoon network and all. Don't even say that. That's fine with me. Don't, don't even care. say, <laughs> do not be one of those, the CalArts style people. No, what oh. I, what do you mean? <laughs> there, it's li- there. You insulted him and he has I, no idea I what you're no talking idea. about. <laughs> what you, what you there mean, is like, this, there is this community of people who just endlessly talk shit about modern cartoons because they have the quote unquote CalArts style. Uh, which is like Adventure Time, like and like Steven Universe, and Abs- yes, yes, absolutely, this, they all look the same. And it's this really fucked up, toxic community of like people who just like Damn. are blindly nostalgic, and they're just like they they're just like <laughs> only things that existed when I was a kid are good, and everything now sucks. I'm not saying, and they're it's just not and they and they they send like death threats to people. Jesus, where they're just like they're just like <laughs> no seriously, like they rebooted Thundercats that's, that's way with too the much. quote unquote could you th- yeah. style, and these people get death threats. They're just like you took my cartoon that's so from when I was a kid. I just and you made it again, <laughs> and it looks different. You can't tell me it takes you a little bit out of it seeing the Powerpuff Girls look exactly like the Bubblegum people. The Powerpuff Girls show sucks. Well, I mean, wait a minute, hold on. but that's because oh, of the writers. No, no, no. You the, said the, Power new, Power, the new oh, the Powerpuff Girls. The old oh, ones, fantastic. Oh, the new ones. Oh, okay. okay. All the levels. But that's because of the writers. But it's also like I was gonna flip this table. No, I Powerpuff Girls is one of my favorite shows. But the new one because they took the original Powerpuff Girls was like. It was basically a shonen anime done as a kids cartoon. It was an action shonen show done in a Americanized 
cartoonish style. The new Powerpuff Girls, which I don't even know if that airs anymore. It they, it was like a it was like a sitcom. Like they turned it into like a sitcom. Man, all we need is for Solange to come back. That's all. I, that's why Solange. I Solange. Yeah, Solange. The with, Powerpuff with Girls. The, Solange? No, with the Proud Family. Oh, gotcha. Solange. Okay, okay, yeah, okay, yeah. Solange was she on that? Because it was. She sang this song. No, she didn't. <laughs> Did she really? It was Beyonce. 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 Did. And Solange. And. And I'm <laughs> not well versed. They're keeping a the theme song, right? <laughs> I it's hope the same. so. That's the you main. I mean, I know the I know the words, but we need <laughs> Solange. Yeah. The other two, they could still be babysitting blue. Okay, so <laughs> moving on from that, a quick story. Another reboot. This is actually a success story. This is an example of audience uh, standing up for what they believe in and crushing the oppressive force of the studios trying to reboot everything. So basically, the uh, the CEO of Sony uh, Pictures, Tony uh, Vincicuera, that's probably not right, um, he, in an interview, he basically said, very famous people whose names I won't use want to remake The Princess Bride. It wasn't an official announcement. It was, it was basically like him cheekily saying, like, somebody behind the scenes is actively developing this right now. And... People freaked out. This is one of those movies. Like you can, you can reboot Ghostbusters. Fine. You can right. reboot what else? You can, dirty Dancing. Dirty Dancing. But like the Princess Bride. Yeah. Like get that name out of your mouth. <laughs> People Don't freaked out. There was a huge backlash. All these celebrities tweeting. Like I'm gonna, I'm gonna read some quotes from celebrities. So, so Carrie Elwes, who was the actor who played the main character in The Princess Bride. He posted, he shared this article and he said, in the tweet, he said, there's a shortage of perfect movies in the world. It would be a pity to damage this one. Jamie Lee Curtis, who is married to Christopher Guest, who played the six-fingered man in uh, The Princess Bride, said, uh, tweeted and said, oh really? Well, I married the six-fingered man, obviously why we have stayed together for 35 years, and there's only one The Princess Bride, and it's William Goldman and Rob Reiner's Life is pain, highness. Anyone who says differently is selling something, which is a quote from the movie. People speculated that the movie was being rebooted by Chris Miller and Phil Lord because yeah. I guess they just thought like they would be the ones to do it. Mm. So Chris Miller tweeted and he was like, no. Like he was like, for the record, not us. Mm. Love the movie. Still holds up as the greatest meta story put to film. Also, the way you know it's not us is the use of the phrase very famous people. <laughs> people thought that Seth Rogen might be doing it. He tweeted, I wouldn't dare. This is such a big point of contention. People are so passionate about it that Ted Cruz tweeted about this. Mm. Ted Cruz said, no, with exclamation points. Sony, the Princess Bride is the greatest thing in the world except for a nice MLT mutton lettuce and tomato sandwich where the mutton is nice and lean and the tomato is ripe. They're so perky, I love that. Don't mess with perfection, which is another quote from the movie. It's a thing from the movie. But... This got shut down so hard yeah. that we're never gonna see we're never gonna see a Prince Once of Bride remake. Like the Zodiac Killer against it, you don't go. Yeah, you don't. You don't, you don't, don't do that. You don't. <laughs> like, yeah, you don't. You don't. You don't go against the Zodiac exactly. Killer. Exactly, he will mess shit up. If Will Smith did, <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> That's become the go-to thing. I see everybody anytime a reboot is is announced now. Everybody's like, they'll just get Re Will Smith to play the yeah. character. Like yeah. that's become like the meme. Mm -hmm. That makes sense. He was an African in that one movie. What? 
Which one? Uh, concussion. 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 Oh. It doesn't have to do with this. Yeah. yeah what? I'm saying he rebooted that guy's life. I think, I'm pretty sure he like, he doxed that guy. He blew up his spot because that guy was, what he did was like super controversial and obviously still not fully reckoned with in, in the NFL. So, yeah. so technically he made CTE a thing. Like, he mm. brought it to the light. Will Smith. Will Smith. Yes, man. let's disregard this doctor who did all the work. Will Smith, you're the fucking <laughs> yeah. hero, man. He kind of did. I mean, no, nobody yeah. gave a nobody, nobody gave a fuck about the whales at SeaWorld until Blackfish came out. That's true. The yeah. power of film. <clears throat> yep. Uh, another. Well, this isn't really a reboot, but this is a good thing. Although I have some thoughts about it. They're uh, quote unquote rebooting the Boondocks, uh, and basically what that means is that they're just doing two more seasons. <laughs> on HBO Max, which is HBO streaming service. You know, once again, going back to this, people utilizing their IP to fill up their streaming services, 24 new episodes of The Boondocks are coming. And this isn't a reboot in, in the sense that it's just going to be two more seasons. It's under the helm of Aaron Magruder. So it's just, it's just them making two more seasons of the show. The premise of this reboot... The new Boondocks follows the adventures of self-proclaimed civil rights legend Robert Grandad Freeman and his two rambunctious grandsons, Huey and Riley. The family was recently moved to an idyllic community in suburban Maryland, only to see it taken over by the tyrannical Uncle Ruckus and his bizarre neo-fascist regime. Life under Ruckus turns out to be an everyday struggle to survive. So obviously this is going to be like a meta-commentary on the country right now. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, that's cool. I think it's great that we're going to get two more seasons of this because this I loved the show. Kirk, you never even knew that there was a show. No, I knew the, I knew the comic strip, and then I didn't know till uh, yesterday afternoon. Yeah. And you're like, oh, and I was like, it is? There Holy was a shit. comic strip. It was based on a comic strip. You didn't know there was a comic strip? I didn't know there was a comic strip, no. Oh, talk about age differences. Yeah, <laughs> it was based on a comic strip, and then they did, I think they did four seasons of an Adult Swim show, and it was kind of like a anime-style... Black yeah, like yeah. super. It was like it was like Black South Park, basically, in terms of just being this like this show that tackles hot button issues and just doesn't care about political correctness. Right. Which I, which I, which is what I wanted to bring up is like people are celebrating this, but like unless they majorly like censor this show, like I feel like this show is going to be pretty controversial now because there's so many things that that show did that like would not be okay now, and I'm not saying that in a bad way, like. I think it was it, it needs to push boundaries like that, but I wonder how it's going to fare in like today's climate. But I mean, HBO is pretty good about that, right? Like they usually let you do whatever you want. I mean, language and, and topic wise, they'll be able to. I mean, I'm not saying. I mean, they'll, they'll keep doing it, but I just wonder what the I wonder what the public reaction will be. Oh, you, when oh, people you just are, mean the day and age. Type when shit. when okay. like people like like woke people are just like, oh yeah, the Boondocks was great, and then they watch it and they're like, oh yeah, like. They called stuff gay all the time, and all, right. like, like I wonder what people's because the audience that liked the show back then is now the audience that like is super sensitive about like what you say and like language used. And like, I think there's a shift coming though. It's kind of like Kobe said like the other day. I feel like like whenever change come, it comes aggressive and hard. So I feel like for the past years, we've been seeing, you know, because of cancel culture and everything, we've seen so much backlash from people being sensitive. That's starting to shift over to okay. Go be sensitive over here. People who want to check for this, come watch it. And I think Chappelle is like a good example of how it's starting to change because his special, it kind of, it was on that premise. So it was like, I'm going to say what I want. You know, you might be sensitive about this, but you clicked on my face to watch this. So I feel like it's going to be the same thing where the Boondocks is like, hey, you know what this is. If you're watching it, 
you chose to watch it. Yeah, and movies, like a, uh, you guys change, not the yeah. not the content itself. I feel like people are becoming less sensitive. Yeah. Like and being behind the paywall of the streaming service also helps because it's just right. like yeah. you like this is not being shoved in your face. Like you mm-hmm. have to come and watch this. Fine. So yeah. if you don't like it, don't watch it. Right. Plus, you have to remember too, if the show comes back and they're playing within the rules of everything, people are going to go, "This is not the this show that not, we yeah, like." Yeah, exactly. That's yeah. not what yeah. it is. You know. But quick question: Did you say HBO Max? Yeah. Yeah, it's their it's third streaming service. HBO Go is like just them giving you their catalog of shows and movies. Mm-hmm. That and, and HBO Max mm-hmm. is a specific streaming service where they're going to have original programming made for the streaming service that's uh, not on HBO. What's the other one? HBO Now, which is just uh, live TV and the option to stream other things. Like, you can stream a few different things. Y'all really going to let HBO do this to you guys? I, I, no, I'm I, not going to. I pay for shit. The only one that I'm doing, that I'm doing the only one that I did, because I found a really great deal, is I got a three-year pre-order subscription for Disney+. Plus. It was a deal where if you do three years, it was only $4 a month. Literally got it just for my son like it, it's specifically just like i'm gonna get this thing so that my son can just see all these disney movies and we don't have to like rent them on youtube or buy mm-hmm. blu-rays or whatever other than that i'm not getting any of these streaming services three years you're getting a check <laughs> <laughs> there's some more confirmed ghostbusters 2020 casting you know speaking of ghostbusters earlier and if you don't know they're they're doing a, a new Ghostbusters ghostbusters movie it's basically ignoring the Kristen wig Melissa McCarthy movie, I, I think, oh, uh, but it's either I, I don't know if it's actively ignoring it, but it's a direct sequel to Ghostbusters Two. It's got Paul Rudd, it's got Finn Wolfhard, who is Mike in Stranger Things. It's got a couple other people that I don't know because I'm old. It's say your name, say your name. Uh, McKenna Grace and Carrie Coon. I don't know them either. No. No, I don't say their name anymore. Uh, <laughs> They're mine. I feel that. I didn't. I didn't <laughs> make their name up. I didn't. I didn't write their names. Right. <laughs> it's being directed by Jason Reitman, who is Ivan Reitman's son, who was the original director of the first uh, yeah. Ghostbusters movies, and uh, he also he directed uh, Juno and oh. Up in the Air and young adult and thank you for smoking but they just confirmed this is old news but they just confirmed that dan Aykroyd, ernie hudson and sigourney weaver are going are going to be in the movie there they will be part of the cast no confirmation on bill murray or rick moranis right now Mm. most likely not because obviously like bill murray is notoriously reclusive and like has openly said he wants doesn't want to do any mm-hmm. kind of Ghostbuster stuff. Mm-hmm. And Rick Moranis is like just out of the industry. He like, just reti- yeah. Oh, he retired. He's somebody's dad. He's right fully yeah. retired. I mean, that was 18, like, way long. I don't know why he's not coming back. Because he, he has should, no I, but, interest in it. Really? Like, yeah, he said he was so good. Because his wife, really his wife died. Right, but I, and he, he stopped and to he, raise his kids. And he I stopped yeah, to raise his kids. And he said, like, I didn't do it for five years. And I realized after five years that i did not miss it at all oh, okay he's basically like yeah i have no interest in this yeah. and he's not somebody who's gonna like he didn't get like he didn't get timed out of the industry like some of these other people in these these reboots who are just like literally sitting at their home waiting by the phone for somebody <laughs> oh. to want to do something with him he just he retired on purpose and he has no interest in acting or doing comedy or anything ever again it's unfortunate so there's that uh you know three out of the five living main actors from the Ghostbusters movies are going to be in the in the new one. They are doing a reboot of the House Party franchise and they're getting the director of the Old Town Road music video to direct it. 
which I am all in support of because that music video is amazing and it's hilarious. I have things to I, say. I, yeah, I don't hey, know how to feel about it. Right. Let me yeah, grab my Kurt little Kurt notes. He's a trusty yellow pad and paper here. Yeah. Let me Put get a sip because yeah. it's going <laughs> to be a long one. It's going to get violent. Yeah, yeah, Strap the fuck in. Kurt, yeah. Kirk is <laughs> sipping out of a Paisley Park Prince coffee mug right now. Yes. So you know this is about to be pretentious. Okay. Yes. <laughs> Thank you. All right. So this is the sixth installment of the In the House Party cinematic universe. <laughs> so this is the sixth. So it started. This is not a cinematic. <laughs> this is a cinematic universe because I'm calling it a cinematic universe. Okay, House Party 1990, House Party 2 1991, House Party 3 1994. By the way, I saw all three of those in the movie theater, mm. and I own uh, the soundtrack to the first two. So then, House Party 4, down to the last minute, 2001. Direct-to-video, no original cast. Then, House Party, Tonight's the Night, 2012, direct-to-video, cameo by Kid and Play. Mm. So now we're doing a sixth version of the same fucking movie that was <laughs> 1990. It's all a house party. It's all a party. You're just changing clothes and music. That is all you are doing. That's what a reboot is. But why make that? <laughs> all the house... No, you can have... A, the Ghostbusters was a different story. The Ghostbusters reboot was a different story than the Ghostbusters past. All those movies, what they have in common, it's we need to throw a party. Wait, what if they barbershop three it? You know how in like in, in Barbershop 3, it becomes like very political and very like we're going to make a oh, statement? Yeah. It's all about like community of, yeah. of low-income yeah. people like, coming together against like the man. Yeah. So then it's let's throw a house party to save our community center. Yeah. Which is basically a uh, break into Electric Boogaloo. I mean, I'm, I keep, I'm here all day. All day. <laughs> I'm here all day. Did, did they say who's casted? No, it has not have any I'm cast. Gonna, it's being produced by a LeBron James company that was announced last year. Right now, I already know DC oh, Youngfly is in it. <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna cast who's gonna play Kid and Play, even though those are real people and that's their actual names. I mean, not their, not their actual names, but that's the names that they go if by. If they reboot it with the original cast mm -hmm. and it's just middle-aged people <laughs> having a dinner party, and it's done by nine thirty, I'm. Fucking in, man. Really? I'm watching that movie all day. I, I was thinking more of like an old people trying to like rekindle that fire they had when and they were they kids. Like, they were when like, they're injured and yeah. Know. I think it's like I would I would be excited for it if they keep all right. Let's say they keep Kid and Play, but then they get Sway Lee and Slim Jimmy from Ray Schrummer to be like their children, mm -hmm. and it's like all right, we're your dads now. You you know Ray Schrummer. You can't have a house party even though we had a house party. Yeah, mm -hmm. and they're well, like, the thing. they should do that. Mm -hmm. Here's the thing. The you might have sold me on that. Here's the thing. Every time that black people did something and then white people did it after them, this is the first time that white people did it first because they already made the house party reboot. It was the neighbors. That that was that was the perfect that was the perfect idea for a house party remake. Imagine it if instead of a couple, <laughs> it was that, kid and play. Seth Rogen and, and mm, yeah. uh, Rose Byrne or whatever. Rose Byrne. If Byrne. it was if it was kid and play. 
and they're just older guys and they like live together or, or maybe yeah. it's or maybe it's just they're one of them <laughs> or maybe it's just one of them living with his wife and then the other one or they fell in love that's over. fine too yeah, let's yeah, not, yeah let's fine not yeah, like no, I, yeah. I'm, I'm not I have You're no all for it. I have no skin in that game yeah. and then they they, they have they have these next door neighbors that are like basically them when they were younger and they're basically like yeah like we did this all the time when we were kids and they and they act cool with them and then over time they're like oh this is actually getting out of hand like literally the neighbors that premise would be a perfect house party movie Man, you really thought you was gonna get canceled over Saved by the Bell. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> How is that not a good idea for a house party? It's movie? it's it's, it's good, except I would rather Kid and Play have to teach them how to throw a house party the right way to save their like frat or something like that. If they're if they're gonna well, do, you know what it, that's neighbors too. That's literally what that movie yeah. is about. <laughs> Zac Efron comes back. No, Zac Zac Efron is doing the thing that that you're doing. It's it's Zac Efron wants to cancel their their fun basically. He Zac Efron becomes. The old people in that movie, but exactly, they, he starts off teaching them, and then it gets out of hand, and oh, then they okay. basically kick yeah. him out. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. And then okay, he yes. joins t- forces with right. the old, okay. older people. No, how is this not but a no, good idea? Also, not a good idea. How is this I not a good idea for idea. a house party movie? Because the original, going back to the original text <laughs> in the house party cinematic universe, are you patent pending? You yeah. you go after the King James version. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I'm Old Testament all the way. You got oh, God. <laughs> I can't even get into that. Okay, the whole thing about the house party movie is that it's one night. It's one night he can't go because his dad's like, you got in trouble at school. Mm-hmm. Uh, he got into a fight with the members of Full Force. A fine, <laughs> fine group, by the way. Um, so he can't go to this party. And this party is a huge deal. And so the whole thing is a hero's journey to get to the party. And once the party's there... That's when the whole thing blows up. If you're doing it like Neighbors, it can't be done in one night because Neighbors wasn't done in one night. It was right. a, it was it was but a it, super but just, bad. But just make it done in one night. But it's then who cares? Like it's one bad, night. Kind of like who cares? Like super, bad. super bad. Yeah. Yeah. If it's if it's Neighbors, Neighbors is is more like it's it's a grinding away of their souls of like there's a party every night. There's a party every night. There's a party every night. We have to stop it. But House just party. take that and alter it to it's one night. They say they're gonna have a party. Kid and play act like they're cool with it because they're just like, yeah, we we're cool. We party. Yep. And then over the course of the night, they get more and more fed up, and then it becomes this like, we gotta stop this party. Why? Yeah, I I, I feel like you kind of ruin kid and play that way because at the end, like you'd want them to join in and realize. Well, that maybe they're they just do. Old. Maybe they do. But it's like the only way to. Make I haven't them, written the, the third make... act of it. I'm not, I'm not trying to like all, all <laughs> that would happen was. Kim Play would call the cops and be like, hey, there's underage drinking at this uh, house next door. Can the cops come over and break it up? End of movie. Okay, End of movie. Okay, but, listen. But alternate pitch. All right. Home Alone reboot. Yep. The Kevin McAllister character is Eleven from Stranger Things. Kid and Play are the two burglars. Yes. No. Wait, let me get my checkbook. Um... Twenty billion dollars. Play the burglars. I don't, yeah, know, I don't about know about that one right there. They don't then, have burglar energy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's true. We're gonna. Uh, that's put, true. Put, put that on like, the quote uh, wall, please. <laughs> yep, that's yeah. going on my door. Yeah. <laughs> on my office door. That's, that's fine. The last thing about the, that reboot, that um, reboot though, have you guys seen After Party the movie? It was, it's like World Star in collab with um I forgot who who else Kyle's in it Kyle's in it Kyle's in it. I think that the reboot will kind of go like that like it's a famous it a, name of somebody it a, that we should know it's not that it's kind of like a Ferris Bueller's Day Off type thing but it's about a party mm-hmm. so I think they're gonna take the element of including a bunch of 
upcoming artists and influencers into that house party reboot. So yeah. it'll be like, oh, I know it's better have Aquafina. That's all I can. <laughs> it might have Aquafina, but I think they're gonna have a yeah. bunch of like maybe celebrities that people yeah. know. So I feel like if they do keep Kid and Play, throwing Ray Shrummer, then they could throw in everybody else, like sprinkle them in yeah. throughout the movie. I mean, Kid so. Play's gotta be in it. Yeah. yeah. They're available. So Andrew's version might work. Like maybe they're throwing a party yeah. and then like a bunch of I don't want Andrew's version to work. I definitely don't I, want Andrew's you know, version. Guys are I don't want Andrew's so version. Close no. minded don't be surprised if hey, you no. see Young Flies in it. That's he's gonna be in it. He's definitely sure. gonna he's be, gonna be, be in it. Sure. Gonna take that and right and, and Gerard Carmichael would be great. He he's play. Right. You don't even know. You don't even so know which good. one's kid and which you one's play. You are hurting my childhood. He's play, play. He's definitely too old to be kid. Which one of them's um? Oh no! All right, I want to talk about one more reboot story, and then we'll take a break. This is the weirdest one to me. They're rebooting Hogan's Heroes. Yeah. And uh, for the uninitiated... This is terrible. And by uninitiated, he means younger generation. Yes. Hogan's Heroes is a sitcom, a, a slapstick comedy about an American force of POWs in a Nazi... Being held captive in a Nazi camp. And it's their zany exploits of living under this Nazi regime and messing with them and basically like secretly running espionage missions out of this camp the nazis are like the mr ropers yeah where they're just like what is going on here hogan <laughs> hogan and hogan. like that is a that is the premise for the show that is the show and it was bizarre when it existed yeah and now they're rebooting this show it gets even weirder Number one, you know, this is being rebooted by one of the original co-creators, which makes sense because no sane person <laughs> besides the person who made this show would want to bring it, it back. Al Ruddy? Yeah, Al Ruddy. Which I think he did Mr. Ed, too. Yes, he did. Yeah. So the, this is the premise of the show. The reimagined version will be a single-camera action-adventure comedy series set in present day, focusing on the descendants of the original heroes now scattered around the world, who team up for a global treasure hunt. It has nothing to do with Hogan's era. This is like, this is the biggest stretch of like Al Ruddy just being like, I have the rights to this. <laughs> How can I utilize this inventory of content that I own and become relevant again? Yeah. Nobody wants a Mr. Ed show. Yeah. Hogan's Heroes... We can't do that. Yeah, they're like, we can't do war. <laughs> we can't do... Because that's yeah. not cool. We can't do funny, sympathetic, goofy Nazis. <laughs> yeah. So let's make it a treasure hunt with their grandkids. Probably it's grandkids, like, yeah. It's like, it's a mad, 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 mad world yeah. or Death Race 2000. And it's, oh, it's also God. so blatantly like, we're just going to call it Hogan's Heroes because that's the branding we have. Did you guys like this show before? Like, uh, you know, I, it was before my time. I'm the oh, old one bad. here. Sorry. Yeah, so uh, it was, I saw it on reruns mm. and I've watched it because it's just something to watch in reruns. I have a friend of mine whose uh, dad was in World War II and is just like, fuck that shit. Right, yeah. <laughs> He's just like, I can't believe there was sense. ever a show. I mean, about, it was literally, yeah. and, it, and it's even, like you would, you would expect, because you know, tragedy plus time equals comedy. Yeah. Like you would expect that even, it would be more acceptable now. Yeah. But back then, even closer to the actual World War II, you would have assumed that people would have been like, 
no, like this is so disrespectful yeah, to, right. to portray Nazis as these like goofy, like Mr. Furleys. Yeah, like yeah. they're the Mr. Furleys of the show. Yeah, it was, uh, but it ran for a couple of years too, I think. And it was in syndication forever. Even, and I, I'm sure you guys don't know this part of the story, but to add even more weirdness onto just the IP that is Hogan's Heroes. So the main character played by an actor named Bob no, Crane. I know where you're going with this. this Bob Crane basically, and they, there was a movie about this where Greg Kinnear played Bob Crane. Out of focus. Yes. He, during and years after Hogan's Heroes run, he teamed up with this guy who was like, he worked at some electron, like electronics company. So he would get all this free video camera equipment and they teamed up, and basically what they did was the guy would hide in a closet and set up all this camera equipment, and Bob Crane would get women to come back to his house, and then they would they would uh, clandestinely, secretly film him having sex mm-hmm. with all these women. So they, would, they were shooting, like, these stag films, mm-hmm. these, like, voyeuristic stag films, and, like, Bob Crane was, like, into, like, women being filmed without their knowledge. And so he did this for years, and they would travel, they would travel around the world and do this. And they 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 shot all these videos of him just like having sex with these women. And then one day, under mysterious circumstances, Bob Crane was just murdered. Oh. He's like bludgeoned to death. Yeah, I doubt no that. One knows, it's no not one knows that mysterious how. to me. No one knows that, who the fight. It, oh, it's been unsolved for for all these years. I mean, I don't need it solved. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So that that's that. Let's take a break, and then when we come back, we're gonna talk about a movie that we watched last night mm. together. Yeah. All right, we're back with Nostalgia Cast. Last night, five of us went to the uh, beautiful Lamley NoHo Seven in North Hollywood, which is distinctive for keeping their junior mints in the fridge. Uh, which is a personal, changed my life. Yeah. Absolutely changed my oh, life. You know that. I lost a bet with Tyler and I bought him some. Um, and we saw Rambo Last Blood. Mm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just hearing it makes me want to eat meat, uh, though. Like from remembering the movie, I was like, I got to eat a raw steak. That is that movie. the weirdest thing you've ever said. Yeah. But I don't know how, how you guys don't died. feel it. <laughs> <laughs> guys, never before mm. has a movie. So totally redeemed itself and then so immediately lost me again. Uh. <laughs> it ever. Usually you see a movie and you're like, oh, that wasn't good. It was disappointing. Or you see a movie and you're like, ah, oh, this is, seems like it's going to be disappointing. And then it gets you. Or it's great. Never before have I seen a movie where I'm like, the first 20 minutes, I'm like, this isn't a movie. And then it gets me. And then it loses me forever. <laughs> When it, where, at what point? Yeah, first, I, know, I know where it got you. Where it got you. you. First 20, I know where it got the you. The first 20 minutes of this movie, like, here's the thing about, like, a Sylvester Stallone written movies. Yeah. He doesn't know how human beings talk. <laughs> yeah, okay, good. <laughs> I'm glad we're addressing that. Okay, and good. there, there is a scene, there's like the, the most, the, the whole, the whole movie is littered with this, especially the first 20 minutes. But a great example of that is there's this, this 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 woman that like lives with him. I don't even know what their relationship was, but there's this there's this abuela. Spoiler alert! This oh yeah, abuela. there's gonna be there's gonna be spoilers. Oh, just spoilers. my god, there's gonna be spoilers for, for Rambo: spoiler. Last Blood. I mean, 
I, we know you're not gonna watch it. Yeah, there's this there's this abuela who lives with uh, John Rambo on this farm, which I don't know if I. Is this in the Pacific Northwest? Is this in Montana? I don't know where they live. It's so yeah, it's so close to Mexico. I know that. Close to the border. border, Yeah, yeah, yeah. it takes you like five. She turned. The movie was so alien that I just didn't even. I was completely disoriented about where it was taking place and what was happening. Yeah. Yeah. All I just knew was that the first ones were, you know, it was it was in Oregon. Yeah. Um, or it was in Washington, but shot in Oregon. Um, so. there's a scene where she's yelling at her granddaughter because she wants to like go to Mexico to find her father who abandoned her. And she's like yelling at her. And then John, uh, John Rambo comes in and he goes, he goes, take it easy on her. And it's like, (laughs) this is like the dialogue that he writes is like, it's supposed to be placeholder dialogue of like, this is the part where I say, take it easy on her. And then, I'll, and then I'll rewrite it to be more of better later. And then <laughs> he just better, and then he better. just and then he just doesn't. He's like, I forgot. It's fine. Yeah, yeah. it's fine. The, just do the it. The dialogue that his characters say are just like they just parrot like the archetypical thing that you're supposed to say in that yeah. moment. Like his dialogue is like it's from the outline. So the first twenty <laughs> minutes are like this is a movie made by an alien. <laughs> I mean, it's way boring. Oh. That, yeah, I was there for a the action first movie. 20? First twenty, I was okay. like, "It's just talk, 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 talk." I was like, "Kidnapper already, just and, do yeah, it." Just, I'm so get, done. And then, we're all here just to see you kick yeah. ass, or just go. Even kick when ass. she gets kidnapped, like, like, so the, the did you expect that she was gonna get kidnapped? Yeah, yeah. definitely. I that mean, was where the whole thing was going. Know, you thought that was what it? did you think was gonna happen? I thought her dad was gonna like. Do something to oh, it. I originally thought the whole dad dog. story was fake. That I thought her big, friend was That was the like, biggest example of what I'm talking about, where she went and saw her dad, and her dad was like, the reason why I left is because I never wanted you. And it's like him writing and being like, this is the part where he says that he never wanted her. That whole thing was... But we'll rewrite that to be like real dialogue that a person yeah. says. Yeah. And then he just did it. Well, then it like, and they remind Slide, like, Slide, do you want to rewrite that part? That play? It's fine. It starts <laughs> off kind of different, though, because the dad is like, wow. Oh, yeah. And he yeah, he's so you. nice to her originally. He's like, I, like I, I, I never yeah. expected you would oh, come you to like find that? me. I like how it switched, like a switched energy. But like, 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 that's, nice like that's what I wanted. He was a robot that yeah. was, that was yeah. built yeah. to just I, make her sad. See, I look at that movie as like a cartoon because in the beginning they kept they kept foreshadowing. He's heartless. He's cold. He has a black heart. He's this, is that. So it, when, you, when you see it, it's like, oh, okay, I guess that's what they were talking about. He I switched. Think, so I like, oh. they wrote that later. I originally think that the story was supposed to be like her friend that moved there was like uh, putting her on like, that guy was not actually her dad. her dad at all, and like he was, he was supposed to like break her down emotionally and mentally. And then when when she was ready to go back, her friend was like, "Let's get you drunk as shit." And then that's when she was roofied and taken. But then they actually made it her dad, and him he was just like completely a robot, like you said. He was just a, he was a just robot who was designed to fulfill a plot device. Right. Soulless and heartless. He actually walked into the shadow. He's when he's being nice, he's lit. Um, he's lit very blue yeah. and like. Yeah. The, Orange. The, the, the blue lighting of like happiness and <laughs> yeah. calmness, yeah. and then he steps into red. Yeah. Wait, so you guys don't it like goes, that? I never wanted <laughs> yeah. you. Because it, it legit oh, happened in the weirdest way. He was just like, "Wow, you look just like your mom." So why did you leave me? Dun dun dun. Yeah. It was like a student film, and it got Lewis. Like. <laughs> 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 wait, 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 wait. Like I just want to say. 
I just want to say, like, all right, so this movie, I looked at it as, like, a, just a pure, it's like steak and potatoes. Mm-hmm. So they gave you everything. So, I, like, with that, it was obvious, but I liked it for that reason. I was like, yo, there's no cookie-cutter stuff. It's just straight. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, true. Like, like the movie is, cle- it's, like, it's very obvious that, number one, Sylvester Stallone doesn't know how human beings talk. That's and true. number two, or number two, and or, he just doesn't care about that. And he's like, I want to make a movie <laughs> where I walk through a tunnel and somebody gets a pitchfork in their heart. Is, is, getting is, this, the, is this the first time that the PTSD has played a part in it? Because it felt like the first time. No, like, no, no, no. Through the, the whole, his whole, his whole series is the PTSD. I want to give a quick, a okay, quick history lesson. Because so, I feel like this is, this is important. Okay. So, so the first Rambo movie. It's called it, the movie's called First Blood. It's not. It's not called Rambo. That's not part of the title schema. Yeah. It's called First Blood, and it is a great movie. It's great. It yeah. is a movie yeah. that is. It's not a. It's not an action movie. It's a drama. It's almost. it's a drama about a man coping with PTSD, and it's, based on it's a book. very political. It's very anti-Vietnam, right? And it is this nuanced portrayal of a soldier affected with PTSD trying to integrate back into society. First Blood. The second movie is called Rambo colon First Blood Part 2. And this is where the movie becomes just an action movie. Mm-hmm. Like, it's like people liked Rambo. People want machine guns. Let's just make a badass action movie. Yeah. It's, it's very similar to the Godzilla franchise where the first movie was like a political commentary on atomic war. And then the second one was giant monsters beating the shit out of each other. I don't know if this is a theory, but let's come back to it at the end uh, with all these. Is is there a theory that he died at the end of the first one and then all of these are his heaven? Like This is like Jacob's this, Ladder? It, I don't know about no. that. I just mean, because he, he always wins. Yeah. So it's like, this is his. Well, he doesn't win on the first one. He doesn't die in the first one. That's what I mean. He, but gives, at, but he gives himself up in the first exactly. one. Exactly. The part two and later on, like I imagine he got the death sentence. And then this is all him in his death throes, like, Getting his comeuppance, never get, killing the people that he wanted to kill. That's actually I I like that. Of course you would. <laughs> I just it just sounds the, like the it sounds about, more logical than the, just him going off the, the deep end. The thing about Rambo: First Blood Part Two is mm-hmm. that there's this big line in the movie he has where like First Blood Part Two is where he goes back to Vietnam, and he has this big line. He's like, "Are they gonna let us win this one?" <laughs> Oh, they're gonna let us win yeah. this one. Very, yeah. <laughs> and you're just like, what? So it, the whole big thing is this big statement of like, we lost the war, but right. we have Rambo, and we're gonna go to correct it and make things right. And we're actually gonna win this war. So we actually <laughs> we didn't lose Vietnam. We brought Rambo back, and right, now we right. won. Right. That was the opposite because yeah. because the first one was based on a book, and then the second one was written by Sylvester Stallone, yeah. and Sylvester Stallone is like super conservative. Yeah, and right. like. It, th- from that point on, the movies just become like nationalist propaganda, yeah, basically. It's exactly. The opposite of the first movie. Yeah. Um, uh, <laughs> so, 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 First Blood, Rambo, First Blood Part Two, Rambo, The Force of Freedom, which was which was a which was a TV show. <laughs> oh, who's in that? I didn't even know that. It, uh, Stallone. I don't. I mean, it was probably not Stallone. It's probably yeah. just some random actor. Um, I, I, yeah. uh, and then Rambo Three. Yeah, it's just called Rambo Three, and then uh, that was in that was in 1988, and then several years later in 2008 they did like a reboot because in the in the mid 2000s was another chunk of like 
reboots mm-hmm. happening, and mm-hmm. now we're back in that stage. Mm-hmm. Right. So they did Rambo, which was very good. I, I, I saw Rambo in the theater. At the time, as a younger, more pretentious person, uh, I watched it, and I, was, I didn't like it at the time because I was like, this isn't an 80s action movie. Mm. I, I, it was more of a nuanced, dramatic portrayal of Rambo like in the twilight of his years, and I just wanted a Sylvester Stallone action movie, so I was like, uh, like this is not Rambo. But I watched it. Years later, I watched it again, and I'm like, oh, this is actually really good. This is, this is actually a really good movie. So, so that's all the movies leading up to this one. This one's called Last Blood. Yeah. So and to go title, back to Rambo three. The title schema is just like all over yeah. the place. So and Rambo three is same thing as two, except in Afghanistan. Right. So I it's mean, like let's go to Afghanistan we, fear, and let's yeah. win that war too because I'm fucking I, Rambo. I was like I I mean looking back at it after watching, it, I was like, of course it was going to be uh, Mexicans, but I thought it was going to be um, oh, Russians. One, yeah, I thought it was going to be Russians this time. But oh. he went towards again the conservative people instead of like what we what America yeah. is like fearing right now. Yeah, well. I mean the yeah. whole portrayal of Mexico is oh that's rough. <laughs> yeah, regardless the, the, the of the, regardless of what you think about this movie, whether you liked it or whether you didn't like it, at the end of the day, the main point of this movie was Mexico is bad. Yeah, yeah. don't don't go to Mexico is what the they're in, saying. The right. entire country is one giant human trafficking ring. Yeah. And the only way that you can be safe is if you live on a compound full of explosives and guns. Right. Yep. yep, yep. And tunnels. And tunnels. So yeah. many tunnels. Oh so let anybody the moment in. where the movie got me, and I was like, I don't care how terrible that first 20 minutes is, I love this, was he goes to Mexico. Even once she gets kidnapped and even once like the the plot starts picking up and it starts getting a little more actiony. I still was like, yeah, this is horrible. But he goes into that girl's apartment <laughs> and the moment that he just out of nowhere, this is the first time that a weapon has been on yeah. screen. He pulls out a giant Bowie knife <laughs> and just slams it on the table in front of her. I was like, I'm here. (laughs) (laughs) This is my favorite movie from now on. So that's where he got you? Yes. Okay. Real quick, that girl Uh is not a character. No. She's like... She's she's a mouthpiece for a terribly articulated point. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's funny because she was so defensive. She was like... The whole time. He was like, 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 where'd she go? And he was like... She was like, yeah, I was drunk. Yeah. He's like... And and she leads with... She leads with, yeah, you can come in, but I don't know anything. And then two seconds later, I was drunk, man. I took her out to this place. Some guys came over to us. We got super drunk and I don't know what happened after that. I didn't even say anything about your drinking. Like... And then they go back to the club, and the guy is still he's there. He's still there. I don't know how much yeah. time has passed. Oh, he's working. He's, oh, <laughs> he's on his shift. He's, he's on his grind. Yeah. So this movie got me. And yeah. I was like, fuck yes. <laughs> fuck yes. But then, and who cares that there's like this random reporter woman that's like, she's only exists. Yeah, she only exists. I thought she was going to be female Rambo, like yeah. Colby Smolder. She only exists to get him out of that situation so he can heal. But like, then Rambo can quote unquote helped him later, but we don't know and what that were they in the Rambo head? goes to the bar and he gets this guy, the guy who uh, who abducted his like niece or whatever. 
And and we didn't even like we didn't even really set up what the plot of this movie was, but like who cares? It because doesn't it matter. Makes no it doesn't, sense. It's not worth it's, rehashing. Yeah, it's like, it's his not ne- worth his it. niece gets abducted by like a, a Mexican human trafficking ring, and he goes into he crosses the border to get her back. And he goes he he goes to this bar. He finds this guy who abducted her. He has the girl point him out. He he follows him out to his truck, and then he oh he, my he God. grabs him. <laughs> And he oh. knocks a hole in his chest with the with the butt of his Bowie knife. Oh. He stabs him in the thigh with the Bowie knife. He digs his finger into the hole in his chest and rips out his collarbone. Oh. That's the that's when I got in there. That's when you. Yeah. That's when I yeah. arrived to the movie. No, because it didn't happen fast. Oh. It was like so yeah. intense, and he stuck his finger inside of there, and he. Took oh the collarbone out, and he oh took a while to. I was just like, yeah. And we're all screaming. <laughs> yeah, we're just like, just like, oh my god! <laughs> there's five of us in this theater. There's yeah. there's us five, and then and then three other guys. And then like one left. And they're watching yeah. it silently, and we are and screaming. Just... Yeah. <laughs> it was. And I'm I'm there. Oh my god. I'm there. Yeah. And At then that point for sure. And then immediately after that. He has the guy that he ripped the collarbone out of take him to the headquarters of the human trafficking ring. <laughs> and he goes there, and he just walks in, and all these guys see him, and he gets surrounded by all these like gang members or cartel members or whatever they are, and they just beat the shit out of him. And I'm just like, what? Like, why would he do this? Yeah, it lost you there. It lost me because I was like, it was so stupid. Yeah, there was the whole thing about Rambo is that he is... He's a Green Beret, and he is a, he is a mastermind combat strategist. The first four movies are all predicated on like he's always one step ahead of the of the enemy. He always knows what to do, and he's always going to get the drop on you because he's prepared and he's trained for combat. Right. And this old man just walks into a cartel, and is just like. Give me a back. <laughs> and then they just beat the shit out yeah, of him. He should know better. And the only reason why <laughs> he, he, could, he couldn't get out. The only reason why he didn't well, he die. Well, he should have gone. The only <laughs> reason why he didn't oh, die yeah. was because the gang nonsensically and for yeah. no reason just lets him live. Pull a super they, villain move. I want yeah. you to remember this. Exactly. Because your daughter's going to be a, <laughs> a slave forever and you're going to live with this, right. so I'm not going to kill you. Which makes no makes sense. Makes absolutely no sense. So I, so it lost me there because I, I could, like, the, he so fundamentally betrayed, like, the John Rambo character that I was just like, I don't care about this anymore. Wow. I, I didn't, I, and it lost me immediately. And from that point on, no matter what happened, no matter how cool the action scenes got, I was gone. I was Wait, like, no, I'm but, out of this. But I think it's more so that it was it, 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 something that was so personal to him that he went into it without. First of all, he's old at this point. He's maybe ninety. Ninety. Just, just, just the way you <laughs> look at Stallone's face. Uh, defense, yeah. I think he's like seventy-two. In, in his face, he's seventy-two. In his HGH body, we don't know. Allegedly. <laughs> Allegedly. In his face, he's bicentennial. Man. Yeah. <laughs> oh my. He's God. Robin Williams, like halfway through the movie, he's while he's in the middle of his band. transformation. For sure. Good but God. I think he was walking into it like I'm just going in this with my heart. You know, like, but, I'm, but Rambo. That's would not never what Rambo do that. does. I know that's not what he does, but like, it's different now because this isn't about 
war and the country. This is about my life, my love. My love. Get it, Kelby. Come on, man. Get it. How do you man. not get that? Wait, he walked in there. Wait, so you didn't favorite. get sentimental when he acknowledged that that was his daughter? Speak. No, because no. these characters were just like oh, robots. No, they're just Absolutely. characters. I don't care about this You guys girl. missed the whole premise. You're like, no. Come on. Lewis. 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 He got a heart now. Finally. He always had a heart. He's got a heart now because he ripped it out of that guy at the end. Literally ripped it out of his chest. Oh, man. Oh, my God. I don't know how you ain't get sentimental, man. I really felt that when he walked in by himself and there was like 70 dudes. I was like, dang. For me, it was more you're betraying, like you said, you're betraying your character because you know, as a soldier who's who helped win the Vietnam War again and went to Afghanistan and won that war. And I'm sure he won something in in uh, Rambo, the last the sh- one. The North Korea? Oh, yeah, yeah, most, that's most right. headless enemies so you, he, got, he, he got that award. As, well, as much as his heart says, I got to get my daughter out of there, mm-hmm. he has to know I'm going into a drug den. Right. Hmm. <laughs> maybe there's a lot of henchmen with guns. So maybe I shouldn't walk in there with a pistol and a knife Right. And just to cost everyone, maybe I should be strategic like I was in Nam. Which and, I thought and, was what was that's happening. That's what I thought was going to happen. I thought this was a whole build up to a siege yeah, from right. this cartel headquarters. Yeah. But he beginning? just walks in. Absolutely at the no, beginning. No. That's what Rambo is. The yeah. first first blood, it's 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 20 minutes of setup and then the rest of the movie yeah. is a is a siege. Sure, for sure. I mean, they he, eventually got He to goes it. to the town. They're like, "Get out of our town." He's like, I just want to blaze sleep. <laughs> and then they're like, no. And Brian Dennehy's like, fuck no. Because fuck soldiers. I think your Rambo's a drunk Rambo. <laughs> <laughs> it's about pretty accurate. It's drunk yeah. Rambo. I actually think uh. that the, my favorite part of Last Blood is when he's driving back. He's got Shorty. And he's <laughs> like, you know how I love you. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> and her hand drops off. That was, was, that, was that after the tear drop when she cried? Yeah. yeah. Which, she, by the way, he taking her to the hospital. I don't. She like, it. She's literally. <laughs> well, white, no. In, like in ghost in, 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 in Sylvester Stallone's world, in the universe of Rambo, of the, as conceived by him, the blanket. You would fine. never take her to a Mexican hospital right. because. It's a, it's a, it's another. It's just a syndicate for the human trafficking ring. Like, <laughs> exactly. You take him he the... got taken care of by a Mexican doctor. No, that was just a friend of the reporter. That was it. He wasn't a doctor. I mean, he was a doctor, but he was he was. It was like he, he, he was, They didn't. It was like a download thing of like yeah, I shouldn't yeah. be doing. Even this. that was like a shady cartel thing. Like he was he was one of those doctors that you call over to your house instead. <sighs> your side sucks. just but, summed up the yeah. whole movie. <laughs> yeah, but, yeah, yeah. The but entire like movie was just, this is why we should build a wall. Yeah. Especially, <laughs> he drives through a fence at some point. Rambo, like, this is why we should yeah. build a wall, last blood. Yeah. Uh, Rambo, last brick. For me, the whole movie, I didn't give a fuck about. <laughs> Even as much as I enjoyed the action, because yeah, at this point, I swear, if Stallone came out, and please do this for me, because you do a pretty good drunk <laughs> Stallone. Um, Hey guys, I was doing a parody the whole time. <laughs> hey guys, I was doing a parody the whole time. Rambo is trash. I've gotten two in my head about the drunk thing, <laughs> yeah, so now it's Rambo, like, follow up question, Rambo. Uh, like did you just when mean he ripped this his, movie? When he ripped the heart out of the guy at the end of the movie, I'm like, this is a parody. Well, this isn't real. This is a fucking joke. 
That's that's what I wanted it to be. I wanted it to be like, I was hoping he's like, yeah, you know what? This is like uh, the Charlie Sheen movie I did, uh, or that Charlie oh, Sheen hot movie. Shots. Hot shots. This is like Hot Shots. You pull a heart out. <laughs> I what? mean, I, I think. Well, it, I wanna, is he dead? That doesn't have to be a parody. Who is 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 Rambo? Is dead? Rambo dead? You can't because you, you he can't sat know. on the rocking chair. He got shot in the hip. He and left the heart. it. He, it was purposely yes, left exactly. so that because he wants this to be the last one. Right. But he, he said, yeah, like okay. this is last blood. Right. But yeah, he but said in an interview. If this does well, maybe I'll make another one. So right. it was just, it was, that whole ending was just meant to be like, if we make another one, then I'm alive. And if we don't make another one, yeah. you can just assume that I either, either died or rode off into the sunset yeah. and just lived, you know, in hotel rooms across the country for the rest of my life. He would have definitely had to die because he sat in that lady's rocking chair, bleeding out. But then I didn't he, see did at he, the end. Yeah, he, after they did the montage at the end, showing like all the clips from the movie, yeah. the last shot of the of the credit sequence was him getting out of the rocking chair, getting on a horse, and riding into the sunset. Horses, oh. by the way, it was like a, he, it was like a twist ending thing. <laughs> horses that he sent away. Yeah. Uh, Forty minutes earlier, when he started this war against them. Yeah. Wait, the horse is not coming back home. Absolutely. I, he was breaking wild horses, so no, it's not coming back. Oh, the horse is coming home. back. The love they had is coming back. The, uh, <laughs> uh, but all of this leads me back to my theory because he does have the line when his daughter dies that uh, why is it never me? And I just think I just think he's realizing that this is him like coping Why is it with never me. Exactly. <laughs> he's like coping with the fact that this is his like this is his limbo and he's gotta get over his his PTSD to get into heaven. And I think it's just if there's is one more, it is gonna be him riding into a white uh, sunset light. Like it's not gonna be That's gonna be the whole movie. It's just him going through it, watching a montage of all of his shitty movies. I wanna going, see I wanna yeah, see that happened. I remember killing those people. It's pretty good. Thanks. I wanna see a joint sequel to Rambo and also Frighteners where it's Frighteners 2 mm-hmm. and it's Michael J. Fox I was like, I to say the Michael J. Fox movie. and he because the whole thing is he can see ghosts and yeah. they help him and he's like a con artist oh. and then Rambo is one of the ghosts <laughs> that comes to help him I mean I would pay full freight for that movie I would watch that really yeah this is just dumb enough to be good is Michael J. Fox still acting yeah well, I mean, yeah, he had a sitcom about himself. About, I know that about having Parkinson's. Yeah. Yeah. Right, but I mean, is he okay. still? I, he that, that ended like, like the five years ago. Oh, okay, like that. So, yeah. Okay. If I tried to think of ways to make this movie better, uh, I'd have a panic <laughs> attack. I just realized I don't even want to. I don't even want to scratch the surface of <laughs> like thinking of how that movie could have been better. I just realized as well that the party in the tunnels with the teenagers just. Was not it was no, there was, there, yeah, it made I thought no that, sense. Here's what I thought the movie was going to be. This is what I thought the movie was going to be. And this tunnel scene with the party was deceptive because it made me think this. I thought that she was having her friends over. She shows them the tunnels. She's like hanging out with a, a bad element. These That's are like what bad I thought. Kids, yeah. And they decide to come back and like rob them or something. And so it's a bunch of these like teenagers against Rambo. In in retrospect, in like retrospect, that. that's an insane idea. <laughs> that is an insane that idea. would involve him murdering teenagers. Yeah, but that's where I thought it was going, and it was because of that scene. Because that scene was pointless. Yeah, I didn't. I, think I didn't the only point that. of that scene was so that so I we could see I the tunnels. No, I think I think it was to really really show that even though he doesn't let anybody in those tunnels, he would rather have her in his sight with a bunch of shitty he loves kids, her. and then have her go over to this person's house that she's been a million times. For some reason, and and something bad happened to her. I am gonna say I got offended. I don't By know what? what song that they were playing, 
But that lady came out and she said the music sucks. Yeah, but then and Rambo said like, I could get used to I it. I could get used to it, which was thanks. Which, was, which I thought was that was the most progressive part of the movie because it was like <laughs> mm-hmm. I thought that they were setting it up for a a thing of like criticizing mumble rap, which yeah. is like a really popular thing to do. Well, yeah. Why would? But you... Rambo was like <laughs> he loves them. He's Rambo was it. like I think I think I could be a mumble yeah, rapper. But he wasn't. <laughs> he is a mumble rapper. <laughs> this 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 future guy like I, I can't. It's it's like a doppelganger. Like what? I think he only said it really to say like. I could get used to her being around. You know what I mean? Like it's not so much. No, I think I think what it represents. I think he heard that and he was like, I I kind of like it. He's like, this slaps. (laughs) (laughs) It slaps. Thanks, Dad. Yeah. So this whole movie culminates in basically what the point of the movie is, which is the the girl dies, and also you know you know how I knew that the girl was gonna die. Not even halfway. And this is like a fucked up thing, and it's just like getting into screenwriting and like the the psychology of 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 like when of writing characters or whatever, Uh, especially when they're so transparent, like the characters that Sylvester Stallone writes. I knew that she was gonna die because in the movie the character was allowed to be disfigured, Mm -hmm. and she was allowed to be drugged like with heroin, and she was allowed to be sexually assaulted and i knew i was like they wouldn't let these things happen to this character unless she was gonna die right and so i was like yeah she's gonna die like and if he really wrote the entire thing it definitely it definitely speaks to like who he is as a person yeah the fact that he would rather these people die like if they're if they're touched in any way it's like this character this person is ruined so they, they can't be allowed to live right there's a thing in comics uh called uh fridging which is there was a very infamous story arc where the Green Lantern's girlfriend, I forget if it was a girlfriend or wife, uh, he comes home and finds her. She's been murdered and she's been stuffed in the refrigerator. And it, it fuels him to seek revenge on the people who killed her. And this became a trope where in comic books and now movies it's become kind of a bigger trope when you kill a wife or a girlfriend just to give a plot motivator for the guy to get revenge, it's mm-hmm. called fridging. And her character only existed to be brutalized and murdered so that Rambo could exactly. have this giant revenge sequence at the end of the movie, mm-hmm. which is the whole point of the movie. Yeah. The, after he escapes with her, he kills one of the leaders of the cartel. She dies he knows they're going to be coming for him, so he tricks out his compound with all these booby traps. These human traffickers or whatever they are, they show up like a like a Navy SEAL SWAT team. Yeah, they have and like I'm like ranks and I'm like, like formations. Yeah, I'm like, how do they, what are, what are these? True, yeah. It's true though. It's true. That's how they that's how they roll. And oh, yeah. the, the, you didn't is, see Sicario. This is like a great movie. But they're like they're like human traffickers, not like they're not like the cartels. No, they're not the traffickers. Right. They're the security. They're they're the hit the well now that he's the only person there is army like they're the ones yeah. protecting. Okay. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. it, it's not good. I don't it think, struck I don't me think as the odd that, that they were so, so well trained as like a unit, right? Like a SWAT team, right? But yeah, they're doing like <laughs> hand like Navy SEAL hand signals and stuff yeah. like that. But the whole wet, la- the last twenty minutes of the movie are just Rambo like brutally murdering human traffickers blowing off their heads and ripping them in half and it all culminates with him murdering this main guy and literally cutting his heart out and literally digging in with his hand and, and ripping, ripping it his out. heart out yeah. he literally digs his hand into the chest and rips it out that's why i'm like this is like a which, parody. which so they good. was already done in roadhouse 
So <laughs> better. On. Yeah, better. better. Roadhouse. Um, Roadhouse yeah, that was the movie. Can so, I ask you guys what your star rating was out of five? I was literally going to ask oh, that okay, just yeah, now. Yeah, yeah. I was literally just now going to say that. Two beans. We're giving it beans? Is that what no, you said? No, I'm sorry. No, two peas in a pod. Two peas. Okay. I meant to say two peas. Oh, because like, we're in the same. I was place. like, "What kind of rating system?" Is yeah, that? I was no, very no, no, no. Gosh, something is either the best movie you've ever seen or the worst movie you've ever seen. There's that in a two star rating. Of, yeah, two, oh, no, no. <laughs> I give it one out of two stars. <laughs> yeah, no, no. uh, I would give Rambo: Last Blood a three out of ten. Oh, oh wow, you went ten, yeah. Lewis. That's how it does, yeah, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, the, 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 the 10 threw me off. Yeah, the yeah. 10, <laughs> two, the ten, the ten really threw me off. You could do 10, you could do 5, yeah. you could That's why do I went two down thumbs up or whatever, like whatever okay. you're... I'll give it like a, a 2.7 out of 5. Mm. Out of 5? Yeah. Really? 2.7 out of wow. 5. Kelby? Out of 5, I, I can't even give it a 2. I'll probably give it like a 1.5. Yeah. 1.5 out of 5? Yeah, 1.5. Tyler? Uh, out of stars, a 1 star, but... Five, five flags, five American flags out of five. One hundred percent American movie. It's true. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. 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 One right. one star, yeah. but five American. Flags. As a moviegoer, three out of ten. As an American, <laughs> fifty stars out of fifty. <laughs> fifty stars out of fifty. Stars. Fifty stars. I'm gonna go ahead and give it. Mexico. Point seven five out of five stars. Oh, nice. Jeez, okay. Goodness. Yeah. You yeah, yeah. really hated it. That's yeah. That makes sense. Ah, uh, yeah. Yeah. Except the collarbone scene was good. <laughs> it got points in so, five because uh, of the collarbone. Can we all, can we all that give was the thing? You couldn't even enjoy the action really because that it was like they spent the entire budget on that collarbone scene because it was all practical. Yeah, it was like it was... prosthetics. <laughs> and then the whole last twenty minutes, it was all CG. Yeah. It was just yeah. people's heads being exploded yeah. with, like, <laughs> with like with like digital blood splatter and yeah. stuff like that. And uh, just the last point on that, he 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 invited all of this violence back onto his own land and then completely demolished American land and then left it he was just like fuck well, that's this. his right as an american i know that's, that's what i is he's just like, he's just like that's the most american i killed all of these mexicans and now i'm gonna blow this shit uh, up and leave that was like absolutely 10 out of 10 um american flags yes yeah. can we give so, andrews andrews drunk stallone a five out of five though so that's our thoughts on rambo last blood um and yeah, that's pretty much it. I, I want to quickly wrap up a couple stories. Just uh, we don't let's not spend too long talking about these, but in the sake of giving people, you know, some news stories, I'm gonna quickly just clip through these. Uh, Pierce Brosnan in an interview said that he thinks that the next 007 should be a woman. I think that you know they did it with with uh, with with the Doctor and Doctor Who. A lot of people don't like it. A lot of people do. I think it's fine, and I think that there could be a female 007, but I'm sure plenty of people are not gonna agree with that. Female 007? Huh? Female, uh, absolutely. Female 007? Yes. Got to be the right person. Female 007? I'll take it. Female 007? Right now. Tool came out with their first <laughs> album in 13 years and ousted Taylor Swift from the number one spot on the Billboard Hot 200. Um, and Taylor Swift fans were both irate and also had no idea who Tool was and thought it was some <laughs> new band. And there's many tweets of people being like, I don't know who this new band Tool is, yeah. but how dare they? Mm. And it's very funny. By the way, have you guys heard of this Missy Elliott kid? She's great. Video game stuff. They they recently released a uh, remake of a game called uh, Link's Awakening, which was a very good Zelda game for the Game Boy that I played when I was a kid, and it's one of my favorites. And they released a, a 3D remake of it on the Nintendo Switch, and I haven't played it yet, but it's apparently very good. And not only that, but 
they looked at some uh, sales data from the UK and it's the top selling game in the UK. The ranking is basically like Link's Awakening is at the top followed by Borderlands 3, which just came out. And that's a, that's a pretty good achievement of like a, a throwback retro game outselling like a next gen AAA title. So that's good news for retro gaming because that means they'll make more good quality old school remakes like that. Um, what console does it come out on? The Nintendo Switch. Okay. Netflix bought the streaming rights to Seinfeld because they're losing everything else. Basically, they lost the Office, they lost Friends to this streaming service war. So Seinfeld's going to be on Netflix in 2021 instead of Hulu. There's a company that that wants to pay you thirteen hundred dollars to watch thirteen Stephen King movies by October thirteenth. We'll put a link in the show notes of where you can apply for that. Should still be going on by the time you hear this. Celebrity passings. Uh, Sid Haig, uh, legendary horror and TV actor, recently passed away. He was 80. Very sad. A lot of people know him, um, unfortunately, from the uh, Rob Zombie movies that he was in. He played Captain Spaulding, mm-hmm. which is like a sadistic clown in House of a Thousand Corpses and Devil's Rejects and the new movie that just came out, Three from Hell. Um, I know him mostly from a great movie called Spider Baby which is a movie, uh, a sort of psychodrama from the 60s about a family of people who, as they age, their brains rot. So it's like this crazy family of people who, like, the younger kids are just crazy, and then the adults are, like, psychos, and then the elderly people are just, like, monsters. Um, And Sid Haig played this sort of, like, animalistic older brother character. He's great in it. Great actor, passed away recently eddie money passed away rick okasik from the cars passed away daniel johnston who was a great folk uh, uh songwriter um one of my favorite musicians of all time passed away very sad i wrote a very emotional thing about it and then the last story is and this is debatable if this is nostalgic but it's just so weird and interesting and kind of a big story that i wanted to mention it so tom delong guitarist singer and songwriter formerly from blink 182 he has always been obsessed with aliens several years ago he basically left the band to start uh, an alien foundation and he is committed to uh being a ufo ufologist uh which is somebody who's basically like seeking proof of existence of life outside of planet earth and his foundation posted two videos of ufos on social media and the US Navy officially commented, they looked at the videos, they analyzed them and they officially confirmed that they are UFOs. To be classified as a UFO, technically all that means is that we cannot identify what it is. And usually historically any UFO footage, um, the government has always officially comes on record as explaining what it is and saying like, that's a weather balloon that's a that's a lens aberration that is uh, a, an experimental aircraft that we you know are testing and this is the first time in history that the government has officially said that is an unidentified flying object so Tom DeLong the guitarist from Blink-182 the guy who made an album called Take Off Your Pants and Jacket got the government to acknowledge the existence of UFOs that's all I got to say <laughs> That's all I gotta say. Okay. Yeah, that's what's up. So, with that being said, thank you for listening. This is Nostalgia Cast. Please subscribe to our podcast. Tell your friends if they want to have a weekly podcast with all of the best 
nostalgic news and commentary. Subscribe to our podcast. Share the links. This is Andrew Price with Kelby, Lewis, Kirk, and Tyler. Thank you for listening. Thank you.